Can't, folks. I, I had a bad day yesterday, and uh, my dad passed away. Four forty-five in the afternoon. Yesterday was my sister's birthday. Wow. And uh, he was ninety-eight, and it's difficult for me to talk about it, but I can. You know, it's interesting because when I when I got the news yesterday about my dad. I, I cried for about 20 minutes. Just, I was down in the shop. I was by myself. My dog was there. I was working on the swather, which would make any grown man cry anyway. <laughs> so you were emotional to start Right. With. <laughs> I was very temperamental at the time, but I got, uh, I got word yesterday. And uh, so I cried about 20 minutes. And then it, it's funny because then I was over it because actually I was, I was relieved and I was happy for him because that's, that's really what he wanted. And my dad had, he lived a remarkable life and I'm hoping that everyone out there's parents can, can live the life that my dad did and die the way my dad did. Right. And, uh, the night before he had had real, a, a lot of trouble breathing. My mom had called me on uh, on Saturday night, and uh, all of a sudden he started gasping for air. So they took him to the hospital, and um, he had like a pulmonary edema or something like that in his lungs going on. And and uh, they fixed him up. And my sister went and pulled him out in the morning and uh, out of the hospital because he was get me out of here. I want to go home. <laughs> you know, I I want to go home. So they got him out and they went home, but they put him on oxygen. He was on a just a very large, large amount of oxygen. I told my mom, do not light a holy candle while he's on all <laughs> of that oxygen, mom. But he was on oxygen. And um, yesterday morning, the nurses got there. Uh, the hospice nurses went there. And he was also, they had him on morphine and stuff to keep him comfortable. My sister had to give him a shot every two hours and, and, uh, and his, his organs started to shut down and the nurses said, you know, really, um, you know, and my mom was there, my sister, and she goes, you know, really, we, 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 his, his oxygen intake was so high. They couldn't even give him enough oxygen. They said, we, we should just probably, and my, and they said, yeah, let's just let him go. So they turned the oxygen off and he hung on there for gosh, most of the day. And he died about four forty-five in the afternoon and, uh, died peacefully in his home. And, uh, I thought, you know, he was, he was blessed to be able to leave that way, mm -hmm. uh, to die in his home. I talked to him on Saturday night. He was kind of out of it, but I know he could hear, uh, Jim, my brother-in-law, he said he, he could understand. So I talked to him and told him a few things and, and, uh, told him how much I admired him and, and how I could never, ever be half the man that my dad was. He was a remarkable man. Howard is one of the greatest men I ever met. And he, it pissed me off because he'd always ask about how Mark was and how good he looked. <laughs> that's, that's what's sad for me. At the end no. of every phone call. <laughs> no, nobody's going to care how I look anymore. I know. But, um, and he was, uh, he was so caring. He was such a caring man and considerate to everybody. There's a lot of people that went on the flakes trip that, that many a year. And he was always a hit because he was so outgoing and made everyone his friend. 
and wanted to know everybody's name. I remember him sitting down at the tables going, Howard Mushaben, I don't like eating with somebody who I don't know your name. And it would introduce himself. And um, But his whole life, he really never had any medical issues or medical problems. Right. He, uh, he had a little heart procedure when he was 75 years old. And other than that, I mean, even into his 90s, he would go up to the club and he could work out on the machines and... And, uh, but his last, uh, well, I went back when I went back in February, I had a chance to, uh, to see him and, uh, he had a little, that's when he had a little heart, uh, incident there and they put him in this place for 30 days and he didn't, he, 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 rehabilitated himself to where he could walk and everything without any problem and get home. And he got home and, and that's where my mom and him, uh, together, um, were able to give him at least some enjoyment for about the last four or five months. Right. Cause he was at home. So he really, he really didn't have to suffer much. He wasn't living in a pool of urine in a state run home somewhere. And, exactly. And, uh, he was always cognizant of where he was at, what he was doing, what he was talking about. Um, and I saw, I saw, you know, some of the pictures and stuff yesterday and the things he was most proud of my dad, my dad, first and foremost, he loved his country, yeah. loved his country and hated to see the things that were going on. Um, he was a world war two veteran and he was proud of that. He loved his family. His family was the most important thing to my dad was family. And he, he, to the, to the day he died, uh, he always told everybody stay together, keep an eye on your family. Um, you know, he, to his last day, even on Saturday telling everybody, you know, family is so important. Family is so important. Um, he was loyal to his wife, my mom, uh, they were pushing 70 years yeah. together, which makes him St. Howard. <laughs> That's why when he was still alive. Yeah. Um, and he loved the Reds. So all those, you know, his family, God, his country, the Red, not necessarily in that order either, <laughs> but he loved, he loved all of them. Um, very conservative man. Oh, yeah. Frugal. We had him on the show numerous times throughout the 30 years that we were on. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking advice. I, I can still remember him when we were asking him whether it was easier to raise boys or girls. Right. And the things and the common sense things that he would say. If something um, if something cost a dollar and you had ninety nine cents, remember that I do. I you do. can't you can't afford it, right? And this wasn't this wasn't once in a while, Howard. That that's that's how he lived his life. What, he did. What you saw is what you got. He 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 believed in it. One time, folks, he got so mad at me at the house because he brought his camera out and his batteries were dead in his camera. And he brought a battery charger that he had from about 1963 mm -hmm. with a flip top. And he put his batteries in there and he'd charge them and he'd put them in his camera because he loved pictures. He took a lot of pictures and he'd take pictures and the bat he'd take about five pictures and the batteries would go dead again and he'd put them in the charger. 
And I said, Dad, I got a whole closet full of new batteries. <laughs> and folks, he looked at me like I had just cheated on my wife. Yeah. And he's he said, these are perfectly good batteries, and we're not throwing them out just to put in some new batteries. I said, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. But he w- that's the way they were raised. You know, my dad was born in 1922. My dad's dad, my grandfather, was born in, uh, he was born in 1879. Wow. My grandfather. And he got married late. And cash. I don't doubt that part. I mean, that's just the way he was. But uh, my dad, for years, got up every morning at uh, 5:45 and would go to church Monday through Friday. They had a church. They had a mass up at the church at 6:15 in the morning, and it was a brief, uh, a brief service for early morning workers. And it would be over by, it, it started 6.15. It would be over by about 20 minutes to 7. Mm-hmm. So we'd go every Monday through Friday. And then he'd come home and uh, we'd be getting up for school and he'd help us get stuff for school. And then he would walk up the street about three quarters of a mile, catch the city bus and ride to downtown Cincinnati on the city bus in the morning he bought tokens because you could save, <laughs> you could save money if you bought the bus tokens. Right, and did that for almost forty years. So, because we only had one car, so everybody back at the house could have the car all day long. Right. But, um, and I told him in his last uh, last few months, he he was, he kept saying, you know, I'm ready to go. Um, I, his eyes were starting to get bad and he loved to read and he yeah. couldn't, couldn't read anymore. And he, he was ready to go. And I said, dad, it's not your time yet. I said, you can't rush things. I said, you know, I said, of all people that should know you should, he's not ready yet. Yeah. When it's time, it's time. He'll tell you when it's time. I know it. And, uh, he goes, I know everybody's going to be sad while I'm gone. I said, dad, we're not going to be sad when you're gone. Yeah. I said, don't take this wrong, but you've, you've lived a great life. Absolutely. You know, and that's why I think yesterday when it hit me, I, I, I saw for about 20 minutes, but then I, I realized, wow, what, what a good thing it was and, and what a great life he had and we should all be so lucky. Now, the unlucky part about it is what's going on right now because it is virtually impossible. Well, there's two things. It's virtually impossible to get out of Billings and go anywhere on a short notice yeah, because of the flight limitations of the COVID-19. Number two, my mom, my mom just, she just likes to get things done, get it over with. It doesn't matter if she's cleaning the house, if she's going to the store, if she's getting her hair done, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and so... The funeral is uh, in 48 hours. With family scattered all across the country. All across the United States. 
So I talked to my mom last night and I said, mom, she goes, I know, but, and, and part of it is the church, uh, where they're going to have this funeral. The church can only do so much, you know, all these COVID-19 restrictions. And there's people here in this area that are listening as well. Um, you can't, you can't have funerals. It's tough to have gatherings, uh, all this kind of stuff. And so there was an opening on Thursday morning and at the church. And so my mom, you know, my mom just, okay, let's get it done. So she took that. So I got 48 hours, uh, to try to get back there. And I couldn't get any flights from Billings. Uh, my kids are having trouble. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, I told a couple of them that you just can't, well, you know, we'll do something later then, uh, don't worry about it. But I'm, I finally, um, was able to get something, but I'm going to have to drive to Bozeman to right. get, get on a plane up there. And, uh, well, farmer, what the heck? It's only 1,507 miles. We take shifts. We can get there. I know. I thought, <laughs> actually, I thought about that. I, I don't I doubt damn that near called you. Wilson. <laughs> I said, Wilson, I know how fun you are of a good wiener, and they got lots of them back there in oh, Cincinnati. Skyline chili dogs are the bomb. But uh, so it's you can't you can't get anywhere uh, right now. It's it's tough, and you know they they don't let you sit in the middle seats. And right. but I was able to get something, so I'm going I'm going to be gone um, uh, tomorrow. I got to leave tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to have to leave. And I got to arrange people. I got to have people watch the ranch, do the waters, check the cows. I got to make changes with the dog. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And, um, but I want to be there. I want, I wanted to be there for dad and, uh, just to make sure nothing gets out of hand. Well, you know, lost my dad. Actually, Sunday will be five years. And I feel bad for you that you, you couldn't be there, to, you know, to say goodbyes, but you got to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know this, you're, you're fortunate to have had your dad for as long as you did. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even my dad passed at 75, and I said that wasn't nearly enough. Mm-hmm. But how many people do you know their dads died? Cancer, car wreck. Uh, exactly. Or j- just something younger. So, and, and you've got the exact right view because... Mm-hmm. 98 is a great life mm-hmm. for a great guy, but I can also relate to, I, w- I always told people, you would understand Paul Mushaven a lot better if you ever met Howard. Kind of a chip off the old block. Yeah, he um, he's a broken mold. Uh, a lot of people from that generation are broken molds. And, uh, and folks, I just want to let you know, else something about my dad. And I know that that stories about my dad even touched some of you because my dad even got cards and letters from people that listened to us. Nice. And my dad had admiration for all of you out there who have supported Mark and I. He really did. Yeah. Once my dad, my dad learned stuff about the computer and the iPad and all that kind of stuff at about age 90. And once he found that, 
It was a whole new world opened up for my dad at age 90. Mm-hmm. Why he he listened to us online, he could FaceTime, he emailed, he we sent him movies and pictures and everything. It opened up a whole new world. But my dad my dad was so overwhelmed by the fan support that you and I have. Yeah. And he he always brought that up. And said, and he always talked about you folks. He said, he, he, cause he would listen. And he said, your, he goes, your fans, your people and supporters that listen to you. He goes, they're the greatest people in the world. He would listen to our fundraisers and listen to us raise money for our fencing projects and stuff. And my dad would give all the credit to you people. He goes, that just shows you, Paul, what kind of fan base you got. Your fan, they're so loyal there, so he really did. He spoke so highly about all of you out there that you never probably knew or heard about. It's just the way he was, yeah. and uh, it was just it was just uh, something that gave him a lot of enjoyment, and I'm sure it gave him enjoyment too because we all have pride in our children, and he had he had that pride. In fact, I'm going to blog about him today. And I brought a picture in that is a special, a special picture for me. And let's see if I can find this here. I took it this morning before I left the house. And I want to show Mark this. That's the picture. That's the picture on the day that I signed all the paperwork when I bought the farm. Okay. And my dad had come out to help me. And, uh, it just uh, it just made his day. He was so happy, you know, because well, it, he's proud of you. Yeah, it was something that that I had always wanted, and he knew I was a hard worker. And uh, it's a it's a picture I'll always have and uh, bring back all those uh, those great memories that we had uh, working together. He came out, never missed a harvest. No. Never missed a harvest until just uh, a few years ago. He never missed a harvest till he was about 94. How old would he have been on the last cruise he came on with us? He was, uh, I think he was 90. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was 90. Ama- an amazing energy at 90. Yeah, yeah. But uh, passed away yesterday, June 8th at 98, and uh, I love him. I'm going to miss him, but... I'm uh, I'm so happy for him that he lived the kind of life that he lived, and uh, hope I don't let him down. You're not six eleven.